Chiefs winning in overtime. This is Sean RJ joined by our Cowboys insider Bobby Belt here on DFW Sports Station. We got Peyton and Rai Rai in the back. It is good to be home back in our 11th floor studios here at Odyssey <sighs> Radio Tower. Was choppy, right? That you were uh, you were having fun last night. Fun? No, there was nothing fun about that game. I don't like being alcohol. wrong. Alcohol. No, I don't like being wrong. Oh, that kind of. Yeah, yeah. you tweet out. Yeah, that I had a lot of fun. Championship parade after the Mavs win one game, but you're deathly silent after you get the Super Bowl pick wrong. Well, look, it's funny how that works. Occasionally, you got to give you guys a dub, and so that's what I was doing for you. Uh, the the NBA. I mean, yeah, I think that's a good idea. Let's uh, let's kick off with how right I was about the Mavericks and the three <laughs> that I off. gave them on the championship scale. Um, Were you? Did you have some libations? Last I had time? a lot. Yeah. All right, because in the airport on the way home, so Choppy was right about that. Nah. You, you were just telling everyone how I'm not drinking, I'm this. You're like Choppy lying about alcohol. I forgot the Super Bowl was this Sunday, ah. and now I will start my uh, my refresh. But, man, Choppy, get a little uh, – you pour some Tito's, Tito's, mm-hmm. lime juice, Mountain Dew Baja Blast. So good. Baja Blast, lime juice, and Tito's. Sounds like something I would drink when I was 17. Yeah. You know what? It's it, why you run out of mad 17. Why? <laughs> yeah, why were you drinking when you were 17? Because I was, I was a teenager. <laughs> you do, man. No, um, but it was fantastic. It was good stuff. So, yes, I did have a few. My texts probably reflected that. Yes. They were very aggressive. Very. Uh, I woke up. I was about to be apologetic about them, but I looked at them and said, don't disagree with the thing I said last night. Okay. <laughs> so, there we go. Game. Um. So, Brock Purdy wasn't good enough. To me in this game was a big takeaway. I I think Purdy wasn't good enough. I think losing Dre Greenlaw was a massive thing for the 49ers. That defense came out the first two or three drives, and I was like, Kansas City doesn't look like they can move the ball at all tonight. And what really clicked for Kansas City, I feel like, in the second half was they started winning at the line of scrimmage on offense. Like, they, they consistently were giving up pressure. You know, San Francisco was getting in the backfield on runs. This was just the offensive line finally clicked into place in the second half. I think the offensive line stabilizing for Kansas City was the biggest reason why they were able to do what they did. But this is just, I have sort of the same takeaway that you did earlier, Sean, where it's like, this has got to be depressing for everybody else. It's like, when were you, when are you going to get them? Like, this was the this was the time to get them. So is it just Brady? If, if, if you don't have Brady, you're not beating them. That, that's kind of what it felt like. And, and I felt like most of the game... This was San Francisco was better for this game. San Francisco played yeah. better overall. And if they just get anything from Purdy specifically on third down, they win this game. And they just they couldn't get it done. I mean, it, the real hats off to the Chiefs defense for especially on third down. Like San Francisco could not do anything to extend drives. And look at the run that they went on. Buffalo, Baltimore, yeah. San Francisco. Nasty. That's a run. Yeah, it is a run. And it's like, you know, if you, I think it just boils down to, like, if you realize it yourself, if you don't have Mahomes or, or Brady or any, you know, any number of legendary all-time greats, like, you have to find them. You got to try to scour the earth for them because that's the only thing you're going to do to beat them consistently. You can beat them one, one every once in a while. But to consistently beat him, if you want a dynasty, you got to have that guy. Jeff Darlington had the note that it was that he's now three and one in the Super Bowl, Mahomes. He's trailed by double digits in every single game. Yep, all of them, all four. And, and he was he, not particularly good in, in in at least three of them total. He well, just he happened to win the games, but he wasn't like for a majority of the game he was 
below average. And obviously, we all know 28 to 3. But before 28 to 3, you know the largest comeback in Super Bowl history was 10 points. It was Breeze, right? It was it was wow. a couple different times. It was Breeze did it to the Colts, and it was Doug Williams against the Broncos. But other than that, it had never been more than 10 points, and Mahomes has done it three times now. And I think he was an underdog. He was definitely an underdog yesterday. Mm. He was an underdog in Baltimore. And they may have been an underdog in Buffalo. Who's I believe they were. Yeah, so they were. three straight times Mahomes well, an underdog. Yeah, actually they were. Uh, and I've got it here. I got the stat here. Teams who covered three straight coming in the playoffs are 10-0 and against the spread in the Super Bowl. And they, they covered three straight. They covered the last three. Uh, and I believe that I believe you're right. They were an underdog in two, two and a half, two and a half. The Bills were two and a half point favorites. Chiefs at one point were one of four in the red zone. Mahomes with an interception on that first drive, coming out of halftime mm-hmm. with the ball in the Kansas City 45. San Fran had to end up punting. If it, it felt like they always had a play that they went backwards four, five, six, seven, eight yards. San Francisco. It's like okay, here's a drive. This can extend things, and then they're in second of fourteen. And then they're in third and long, and they just could not capitalize with it. They couldn't do it. They went away from the run a little bit. Romo was begging Kyle Shanahan, run the football, run on second down. Love it. Absolutely love it. I think there was a drive, or um, it was like six straight passes at one point. Six plays, six passes, four total possessions in the second half on both sides, zero first downs. No one was doing anything, you know, Yes, fun ending, pretty boring game throughout. Pretty right. bad and boring game throughout. Yeah, I mean, the last, what, the fourth quarter in overtime was entertaining, and it mm-hmm. was it was great. And and just huge clutch moments, right? Fourth and three on the Kansas City 16, down three with 13 left. That was Kittle's first catch. Mahomes running around. The third and ones, the fourth and ones. Andy Reid not challenging certain things. The drama was was, I mean, was there. The missed extra point turns out yeah. to be huge. I mean, if you're if if San Francisco wins this game, yeah. especially if they win it in regulation, we're talking about that fourth and three call being an all time like ballsy move, like like to to go for that and just say like screw it, we don't want the points, we we can get the tie here, but we're going for it. And I mean, just they were. You think of this as more luck for the Chiefs when I write down. Muffed punt, missed extra point, and the injuries on top of it. I, I mean, I think they certainly benefited, but at the end of the day, San Francisco was up twice, and Kansas City went down the field. I mean, did anybody... I'm not thinking of it as luck, just for the record. I, no, no, no. I, I think in general, they they had some fortunate opportunities, but they, they seized them, and, and that's not lucky. And I think that when they're up three in overtime... Internally, I'm watching that game. Like, did any of us not think Mahomes was going to go down the field right. and score? Like, you I mean, watch at least it, you a field go, goal. At least a field I goal. I didn't even. Th- I was just like, they're going to now. When Kelsey, boy, that one that it was, I can't remember who it was. To they convert that third down. Kelsey had the blindside block that should have been flagged on the overtime drive, where he just completely and I can't remember who he knocked out. I think it was Lenore, but he had the blindside block there. But when Kelsey picks up that 22 yards, I was like, Lance Lenore. Yeah, that's the one. Uh, no, when, when Kelsey picks up that 22-yard reception and then there's nine seconds left, I'm like, they're going to score. They're going to score the touchdown here. This isn't field goal. This isn't. We're not going to double overtime because Mahomes is going to He's going to do it. When they sent Hardman in motion on that play, I'm like, okay, there it is. Because you could tell they were they, San Francisco had completely unaccounted mm-hmm. for him. Travis Kelsey on stage talking about having that target on their back. Well, you know, the goal's always been to get three. 
but we couldn't get here without getting the two and having that target on our back all year. And I love these guys right here. The men that we just won this thing with, family forever, baby. I couldn't be more proud of you guys. And how about it? We get a chance to do it three times in a row. How do you get excited for that, baby? You go party in Las Vegas and get back to it. Hey, you still got to fight for your right, don't oh. you? You got to fight for your right. <laughs> Believe it, baby. I'll see y'all next year. Now, do not tell me that he is less cringy than Taylor Swift with your hate for Tay-Tay. Oh, no, they are the cringy power couple right now, (laughs) like both of them. Uh, And honestly, she probably does fewer cringy things than him. He is, Mm -hmm. it it is wild that he and Jason Kelsey are related with how likable Jason Kelsey is and just how off-putting Travis Kelsey is, who, by the way, was, man, man, the aggressive step to to Andy Reid and everything else, he was getting some bad PR in the first half of this game. As As he deserved it. Yeah, he did. That was terrible. You can't th- you can't bump your coach. So- I didn't I, I didn't have a problem with it. Oh, I, saw, I saw somebody Twitter. Somebody had pointed out, and it got retweeted like ten thousand times. They're like, based on this and the Justin Tucker helmet throw, I've kind of lost all respect for Travis Kelsey. That's not what I'm saying, but somebody was going off on yeah. that, saying Kelsey's kind of exposing himself to be kind of a jerk. Boomer Esiason went off on him at halftime Twitter and social media. Some people were making it a race thing. What if that was a black player who did that? We'd be going nuts. Uh, look, you sh- he shouldn't have done it, but to me, in my opinion, that shows just how close they are. Like, you're not doing that unless you're super, super, super tight with someone and your coach. But he caught poor Andy off balance, but Travis Kelsey did get taken apart on social media for being disrespectful. I didn't I didn't have as huge a problem. I'm like, okay, they're clearly like super, super tight, emotions running high. Uh, but yes, that was that that was viral. That was everywhere, oh, sure. along with uh, Greenlaw getting hurt yep. with the uh, ACL on the sideline. Yeah, he just he. If went, that was Dez, if that was if Dez. that was Dez, listen, if uh, look, maybe they are super close, and that was, you know, the why Andy was not cool with it. If they weren't, and he did that, and Andy said, "Sit down, you're done." I, nobody's complaining about it. Nobody's nobody's criticizing. You're talking Andy. about benching him for the Super Bowl. Hey, listen, you you don't you don't touch your coach. If he did it, if like if they're not close, like they don't have the relationship, which they, I think, clearly do. If if somebody did it to Saban, I doubt you know Saban's probably uh, just, get look sit on the bench, man. Yeah, yeah I, I, get, I, well, Saban wouldn't. Yeah, if those coaches had the balls to do that, which need neither none of them do. None of them none would. Of them do. I, I would have loved it. I would have loved if they would have benched him for the second half because that would have been hilarious because they would have ratcheted up the cutting up to Taylor Swift shots. Oh yeah. Anytime anything bad happened with the Chiefs. They would cut there. And to be fair, the reason he's furious there, Kelsey, as we all remember the context of it, was he's like, why am I not in there blocking? Why am I not in there taking part? And instead, the run game gets blown up. We fumble, and now we're turning over the ball. I totally understand as a competitor why it got to him. But, yeah, to me, it's like, don't show up the coach like that. The Chiefs were having meetings in the first half. You know, Chris Jones calling people together on the sideline. The offense was meeting as well. You had Kelsey with the bump. Uh, he was furious leaving the field. Uh, Kansas City was trying to figure it out. It's, look at the production of their meetings versus the Cowboy meetings. <laughs> yeah, with CeeDee Lamb over on the sideline with Mike. A lot, lot of pouting versus, like, trying to gather a little bit on the Chiefs' side. I, I Man, you when you watch the first few drives, and I know I texted it, but I was like, San Francisco's winning this by double digits because they're just they, – they Kansas City felt like they were cracking a little bit. Yeah. It felt like they were – 
Really frustrated. Felt like they couldn't get anything going. I got to write down the McCaffrey fumble on the list of lucky things for the Chiefs as well. They were going right down the field. Yeah, and look, I mean, again, you talk about the injuries and everything else. Kittle was banged up in this one. McCaffrey was banged up. Samuel, uh, they obviously lose Dre Greenlaw. And I think the Dre Greenlaw loss... The, the he's the smallest name of those four I just mentioned between Samuel Kittle and McCaffrey. I think Greenlaw had a bigger impact on them than anything else. Like like the way that and I know it was what we were probably three drives into the game or something like that. Still like Kelsey, I think that definitely opens things up from a lot more. He is a really good cover linebacker. I don't know that that's the same game. I don't know that Kelsey's doing the same things with Greenlaw in that game. But Kansas City showing this is how you rally. This is how you you know, put things back together and press forward. And it's like I texted you guys last night. The biggest takeaway to me watching those two teams play was a broader takeaway about the playoffs that I was like, there's probably half a dozen teams that beat this Cowboys team by 17 plus in the playoffs. <laughs> 17? Game. Honestly. Seems high, but maybe you're right. I mean, Green we, Bay basically did. I don't Green Bay, I don't, I Green don't Bay did. Score said. Buffalo did during the regular season. I think we all believe they would have. Detroit, as angry as they were, and we saw the way they played in the NFC title game, they were coming in here probably doing that. And then San Francisco, Baltimore, Kansas City. I think seven. You know, I think you're overreacting a little bit to the Packer game. You know, this is this is a team that. Uh, I, am I overreacting to the moment though? That's a team that clearly, with the moment, I, I think changes who they are. I'm trying to think about the Cowboys and the Chiefs. It's like okay. If the Cowboys may get shut down offensively versus how about Steve Spagnola? There are people saying he should be the Super Bowl MVP. That it shouldn't even I mean, be Pat Mahomes. But man, I used to think of him as just an all or nothing risk guy. The job that he did in the playoff numbers that he put up, I mean, he is to me moving up to a pantheon of defensive coordinator names to always remember. We you know, and we didn't dive totally into this, but I know we referenced it a couple weeks ago. Whenever everybody talks about like, oh, Vic Fangio, he's got the book on Dak. No, if you look at Dak and a lot of other quarterbacks across the league, it's Spagnolo. That guy is, he, to me, I don't know why we don't talk about him the same way that everybody seems to talk about Wade Phillips. It's like Wade Phillips, like, oh, he's the greatest defensive coordinator. Like Spagnolo deserves, what was it? They had the note yesterday. He's the first coordinator in NFL history to win four Super Bowls. Like, like to win four Super Bowls yeah. as the coordinator. All right, now we get to the entertainment aspect. Uh, How I almost had a third child last night while my wife is pregnant with number two because of Usher. And what were the (laughs) best and worst Super Bowl commercials if you stay glued to the TV? Super Bowl commercials and halftime show review from you next on The Fan. 